Um, this call is being recorded. Uh, this is one of my favorite classes because I think it's so um, important to any broker to remember the uh, um, the importance of lead generation and what it means to your business. Um, I think that uh, when we talk about the three rocks of marketing, um, it's really important to understand that um, it's better to focus on several things that you do well than to try to do as much as you possibly can and not be good at it, right? So in my role as your coach, trainer, leader, my job is to boil everything down to, to the most simplest um, process as possible, okay? So that's what Take flight has been. And just a little bit of review before we get started. Of course, the, the sales funnel that you see in front of you is basically the three major aspects of your business as we look down on it. Um, you've got the before, which we're going to talk about today, which is what feeds your business, the three rocks of marketing. And, and then it goes, once you have a client that's active, you get into the during, which is during the transaction. Okay. And we talk about delivering and um, for your clients, creating wow moments and leveraging those wow moments to get more business. Right. And then as they enter into the, uh, as they go through the process and they close on that property, or maybe they don't close, maybe they postpone or whatever it might be. You want to make sure that you do not one night stand your clients. Right. And you want to get them into an after process, which is a proper follow-up and touching base with them so that over time they will continue to feed you more business through introductions and through um, repeat business. It's that simple, right? But today we wanna to talk about the three rocks of marketing. And, um, and that is, again, the concept of identifying up to three lead generation ideas or topics that, that work for you. And how do we do that? How do we identify what those are? I always go back to the Barbara Corcoran method, which you guys have heard me talk about. So this is gonna be reviewed for many of you. But why is that so important? It's because what she told her agents at Corcoran in New York before she sold the company, um, she'd had those same conversations that I have with agents, which is, um, you know, Jim, you know, I, am, I need to create some momentum in my business. What do I do, right? And how do I get new business? And I will tell you, let's go back and let's look at what you've done to create the business that you've already created, right? That will give you a hint on what it is that you need to do to go back and put more effort into, correct? So we're gonna be a little bit more, in, we're gonna be interactive today because I think everybody's business is different, right? Everybody's business um, is different, of course. And so when we look at the three rocks of marketing, we want to say, okay, where did I, what did I, over the last 10 deals, 15 deals, if you can get up to 25 deals that you can go back and review, um, you want to see where that business came from at the point of origination, okay? So a referral does not count, okay? Somebody that is referring 
was referred by somebody that you met somewhere or was referred by somebody else. So we want to go all the way back to the point of origination where that person you met on a sign call or an internet lead or an open house, right? Or floor, floor desk, whatever it, whatever it might be. So this is where we identify where your business is coming from. So what I want you guys to do is, are you, are you all taking notes? Okay, good. So what we're gonna do today is come up with a list and we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna be relatively interactive. So these, some of these ideas might have worked for you in the past or haven't, but I'm gonna put some of you guys on the spot. Dana, look at you. I knew that was gonna be the reaction. Dana, did you know that was gonna be Dana's reaction? <laughs> Tell me about your last deal and where it came from. Okay. Well, where did you meet? Where did you meet the person that referred you? Let's look at that last deal that you got. You don't have to be overly specific. No addresses or anything like that. My last deal was my uh, Okay. So did you meet him just by going to the doctor? Going to the doctor. So you guys need to go to the doctor more often. So have a bunch of different doctors is what you're saying. Well, right. So what Dana, what you're telling me is that your personal contacts and your personal sphere of influence are important to you. Okay. Okay. So what she's telling you is that her business has come from people she's met at her kids' schools, in the neighborhood, you know, through friends of friends, right? Just your little, your little ecosystem of friends and people that you live by and you go to school with. And that's what we call a sphere of influence, people that you just meet kind of organically because of life, right? You don't like to be, you don't like to be a salesperson. Okay, I have heard this so much this week. I don't like to sell. Right? Dana? I don't like to sell. Well, you're not selling. You're just being you. We've had this conversation, right? Um, selling the best marketing and the best the best people the people that do the best in terms of marketing themselves, they they make it feel like it's not marketing, right? You're just they they know you and they like you and they trust you. So those people have found that because of your interactions with them in public, right? So does it pay to be a good person? Sometimes we wonder, right? Yeah. Does it pay to be a good person? Yeah, right? Um, so marketing um, can be just being very aware of the people around you and subtly letting people know what it is that you do when they when they ask. So for those of us that have had kids that have grown up through a school system and we've gone to auctions and we've gone to fundraisers and all of this stuff, right? Um, the people that we avoid are the ones that go there with a mission to sell. Am I right? So there's one guy that always used to sell his 401k products and I'd see him coming and I'd go the, oh, it's time to go to the bar, right? Like I would do a because it wasn't, it wasn't subtle. It was very in your face and very uncomfortable. 
So the point that you're making is that is not you. And that's good. It's good. Okay. So we're talking about what, what Dane is talking about is um, really be aware in your day-to-day of your sphere of influence and the people that you're meeting. And again, how do they know what you do? I think it's going to be very important for all of you to consider a very subtle social platform approach to this. Okay. Not selling just if it means just you having a profile with your company name next to it. So they, they just, they kind of mentally see that you actually are in real estate brokerage, but you've got to have your online profile set up so that when people are curious about you, do you think that they ever Google you, Dana? Because they're curious about what's her deal. And that makes you really uncomfortable. You're like, right? <laughs> As Amanda's right behind you saying, yes, I, I agree with that. Right? But is it important enough to you to be very subtle that you have all of your online profiles at least built with a little bit of a drip every once in a while where you can say that, you know, this is what you do, not in your face. But um, I think we, as um, when we, we see other people doing it the way that we don't think is right, we go, we go to the exact opposite. I'm not even going to be on Facebook because those people are on Facebook. I'm so different. Right? Guys, you can't, you got to, all of the things that we're going to talk about today, you've got to put a big bow on top of it, at least not saying you have to post every day or anything like that, but you have got to at least have a place for people to search and get a little bit of information about you in a way that you want them to consume it. It's not an option anymore. Okay. Why? Because when somebody refers you, right, in the during, the first thing that that person is going to do is what I, we talked about this, right? What are they going to do? That person that gets referred, what are they going to do? I mean, it's like breathing now. They just had a pure curiosity. They're not, you're not buying or going to a restaurant without seeing the reviews on that restaurant before you book the reservation. You think that they're going to hire a real estate broker without doing a little bit of research? No. So everything we talk about today has to be um, kind of that bow on top of everything that you do has to be um, online profiles that are updated with some good lifestyle photography, even if it's a headshot. Okay. This stuff matters. And again, do it in a way that's, you know, that you're comfortable with. But when I see someone's profile, I'm expecting it to tell a story about who you are and what it is that you do. Um, and it doesn't have to be overly active, but just at least have good photography and a good bio written. We have people getting business because they are going to the Jamison Sotheby's website, right? And the bio, if you don't mind me spending a little bit of time on this, Paragraph one needs to be your accomplishments or, you know, what it is that you have done in your past to gain a little bit of trust. Paragraph two, which is the most important one, is the uh, paragraph written about your personal interests and in, in a little bit about you personally. And that is what is actually drives the P 
people to you because they're looking for someone that is like-minded, have similar interests, right? So it's just a simple two-paragraph bio. If you have not looked at that recently, please make sure that you do that this weekend when you have a little bit of time. What am I talking about? You guys don't have time on the weekend. Next time you have some time, right? Look at your bio and is it reading in a way that you want it to read? And then get some good, like I said, good photography for a headshot um, if you don't already have it and have that just be your basis for your online, okay? Yes? I think you guys I can get that for you. Yeah. I mean, those change all the time. We find people that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that. Sure. Remind me with just an email so I can get that over to you. Okay. Um, okay. So sphere of influence. All right. Right to your left and right behind you, or your right. I'm going to go to Caroline Chambers next. Tell us about your last deal and where you met him. Okay. Okay. So she said um, two very important things. Um, I got up on a Sunday, peeled myself away from my family, and I did an open house, right? And she was there, met some people, and and uh, the phrase that you have to remember is that she kept following up with them, right? Um, she learned enough about them probably during the open house to capture enough information that she could sh just keep feeding them with information, right? Sooner or later, they came back and uh, um, she was able to close them, right? Or that sounded very salesy. She was able to procure them as a client find them the house that they were looking for. And now they're, now how's that? Is that client still, uh, are you following up with them in the after? Is that okay? All right. So now what um, I want you to, to do there is, is uh, know that um, as you write down open houses, that there are people in this room that will say open houses just don't work for me. Right. Um, and it is, it is an art form in order to, to um, go into a house on a Sunday and uh, find that that right energy that you can you can talk to people in a way that allows them to feel comfortable with you, right? It is. I spent all of my high school years and college years selling retail uh, retail clothing. So for me, that was something that was hard in the beginning, but I came naturally as how to approach people. But I will tell you that. You will meet more people in an open house on a Sunday than you will at home on your couch. Yes or yes. So your odds are, are infinitely better. So I'm just saying that find, if anything else, go into an open house with a mindset that I'm going to listen to the people that come into my open house, whether they're represented or not, and they're going to teach me on the market, right? If you have a listing that's priced at a certain level, they come in and they walk right out, what is that telling you? They don't like it. It's like, man, the pictures were way better than how this shows, right? This is not at all what I want. Donna. 
Yeah. Yeah, just off of, go back to um, my Monday morning pep talk from a couple weeks ago. I did a whole call on the referral tree. All right. Do you guys know how to get to my calls? All 79 of them that are on there. Go to my Instagram profile, ask Jim Miller. And in my bio, there's a link to my SoundCloud account. Okay. You can listen to every single um, Monday morning pep talk from the last year and a half. Okay. Including these classes, but you just never know that person that you're going to meet who's going to continue to uh, refer you more business. I will tell you that 40% of my database was, was open houses, right? And it just made me, if I was home on the couch on a Sunday in 2009, I would have been suffocated by the pressure of what that time frame meant. Like it was just better for me to be out in action than it was to be home. So my wife and kids got to the point where they just, they were used to me being gone on Sundays and most Saturdays. So she would even comment when I wasn't out, what are you doing? Right? Like, why are you not out doing open houses? So if you don't, uh, you know, if you're not, if you don't feel comfortable in that setting yet, um, keep at it because like Donna and Caroline have said, these um, are really, there's very few places that you can go that you can run into uh, buyers that are actively looking, right? So just keep that in mind. Um, if anything else, be educated on the market and what people are saying. It's just really good information that is getting fed to you, okay? Um, so oh, we got what? Sphere of influence and we've got open houses, all right? Zunmai, I'm going to come to you next. You just put something under contract yesterday. Congratulations. Um, what, how did you meet them? Yeah. Are you talking about your sphere of influence? These are people you know, like personally? Oh, like a little coffee. Okay. So can we call that you formed a networking group? Okay. Is that different than? So she, she actively went out and built a networking group of like-minded people. Am I, is that right? All international. Okay. So what she did is she took a, a niche, right? A niche that is very important to you and created a little bit of a networking group around that. And as she's grown that, that produced a, um, a nice sale or a nice contract, at least for you yesterday. And there's four of them that have come out of that. So that is, when we talk about three rocks of marketing for you, is that going to be an obvious one for you? Right? So that's great. So how many people here have formed or created a networking group? Okay. You guys want to give me some of your input on that? This is number three, by the way. Are you writing it down? Okay. Dina, you want to talk about how you uh, how you benefited from networking groups? Yeah. So I started a BNI group, which is networking international, and I would have the Chicago Society for Corporate Environment for networking because I would go to a lot of cocktail parties. I did a lot of 
networking through Lori Children's and so many different philanthropic organizations, my daughter's school, but it did not necessarily yield the returns that I was looking for from real estate. So what I decided to do was find a structured networking group. There was no realtor spot. I wanted an environment where I walked into a room, I walked into an environment where I was the only realtor and there was like-minded professionals there that had the same idea in mind that they wanted to be the only financial advisor or the only mortgage lender or the only real estate attorney, right. the only general contractor and go on and on. And so it took me a while. Um, it took me about, I would say eight months. I built a group. I went from zero, which was myself, to 29 uh, members in my group. And my last deal that I just went under contract with yesterday came from that organization and I became the president. But a lot of, there was a lot of nuances to it. It was a lot of hard work, but I have to tell you along the way, I probably met two, 300 people just trying to recruit them for my BNI group. So it was a really good networking experience and now it's one today and functioning fully. Excellent. So what Dina just said was a great example. And of course we've got two examples of, of contracts that have been put under in the last very recent future or recent past from a net from a structured networking situation are you enjoying it you enjoying your networking Absolutely. so it's also it also brings you a lot of confidence right is it bringing you confidence to have that yeah so when you're um when you when you go into these networking structured uh situations it can it can do other things for you as well and I'm sure that you are meeting people that are able to help your clients, contractors, and stuff like that through your BNI. Okay, so there's number three. Okay, Shanley, tell me about your last deal and where it came from. Just contract, uh, you know, or if it closed, or you know, whatever. Okay. Okay. Yep. You were brand new at the time. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, is it important to network within the industry? Right? So, it's 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 kind of a um that person is like a hybrid of sphere of influence. But really, being that she's a designer is kind of part of the, you know, kind of an industry like, you know, developers, designers, 
attorneys, lenders, right? Can we put those all in a group? So um, if you are able to network within that grouping of people that have, you know, have clients that are buying and selling real estate, is that an area that you think that you might be able to get business, right? Especially if you're referring them business and they might, you know, refer you business as well, but someone that they, you know, so I would say that um, number four for us would be, um, you know, networking within the industry, right? So that's a great story. And did you notice that Shanley said, I kept following up, right? You had a reason to follow up later. You didn't just take that, that lead and do nothing with it. Like you, you looked at it as, as an opportunity. And uh, Dana, back to you, that's not selling. That's just, I'm here to provide value, right? Um, how are you guys doing? How's that thought of you moving to Seattle? Um, just know that I'm here. We, I want to make your life easier when that, when that time comes. Does that sound soft and easy for you? Okay, yes. Yeah. So you set up a listing alert. Okay, on the MLS for every two weeks. Yeah. yeah, something that wasn't too much, but it was just a. It was you just put in um, new listings, right, and closed listings and stuff that went under contract, and so she was able to get a view. Now, one thing I might say on that too, I immediately thought, oh, moving to Seattle. Um, do you need somebody in Seattle for the? Okay, so notice how I immediately went to, let's find you somebody there uh, that we know is gonna take really, really good care of you. Donna? If they request you, okay, then that company will see if we're on the list. If we're not, then I can, I can work with them to get you on the list. But I that then I just let me know. They'll call me if they what they wanted what they do in most cases. Let's just talk about relocation. Is that another one you can put on your list? Okay, we're not a we don't we're not out promoting relocation business. Um, it's gotten to forty to forty two percent referral fees now. Um, so what we do do we have a, we have a bunch of them going, but they are people that are clients of our agents that have requested our agent to be their, in most cases, listing agent, okay? And in that case, the Relo company will say, okay, they, they we're on a lot of lists, just so you know. Um, but what they'll say is, okay, um, let me talk to the Relo director, which is me, and I, um, I, I get it set up with them and I register you, okay? So that's how that would work. So relocation, in, in our situation is really more of um, your clients are requesting it and we're making it possible for them to go through their Relo company, okay? Now, while we're on Relo, can we also talk about referral business at the same time in that same little bucket, okay? Um, 
I think it's very important to um, look and see if, if it's an, of interest to you. Remember, we did the how to network within the brand. Uh, when was that? About a month ago. I did that class um, on a Thursday morning. But there is a lot of business now starting to get to be sent back and forth between um, from agent to agent within the brand. Okay. So um, anytime that there's opportunities to network or if you've got someone like Chanley just said, hey, we're moving to Seattle. Um, that's a great opportunity for her to come to me and say, who do you have in Seattle? I'll give her the name and then she can reach out to that agent and network, right? If you give them a referral, chances are you can then at some point get that referral back, like if they've got somebody coming to Chicago. So it just takes a little bit of finesse and a little bit of um, you know, effort. But most of the referrals that we get right now are going um, from agent to agent. They don't even hit my desk, okay? So know that. So referral and um, relocation are another rock. Okay. Okay. So where are we at? Who's got their list? Dina, we've got open houses. We've got sphere of influence. We've got relocation and referral. We've got industry. Um, we've got industry uh, networking and we got structured networking. Those five. Okay. All right. So Aaron share, where did you um, receive your last transaction? Or where do they where do they come from? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to look back. <laughs> Let's take the one you did this week. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. So geographic farming with a postcard yeah. still works for you. How many deals this year have you gotten off of uh, your post? Three deals. Yeah. Okay. Um, Here's here's what what Aaron does. Um, Aaron lives in. They were all city. Um, tell us about that geo farm. Give us a little. I don't want to. Was it a certain building or a certain? Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay, good. Um, then from that, we got one or two others in that neighborhood. Okay. Because I haven't been able to record price or marketing. Nobody was really tapped into that so far. Nobody had tapped into it. So out of that, out of that geo farm. 
I will do a class on geofarming, okay, um, one of these Thursday mornings. Um, so keep an eye peeled for um, – Yeah, so about about 200. They saw what they call evidence of success in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, just a couple quick tips on geo farming. Um, geo farming works best when you're when you're mailing or you're identifying a very specific building. Um, it's very hard to say to, to network to Lincoln Park, right? Because people don't really relate to the fact that they live in Lincoln Park. They relate to the, to the fact that they live on Dayton, that they live on, you know, Fremont, right? So, or they live at, you know, 55 East Erie, or they live at, you know, 9 Walton. So they, you have to be, you have to network to a very, and market to a very consistent community that people find ownership with, like, or an identity with living there and then market to what you know to that area and then um it's best to uh push somebody to a facebook page or something like that that will offer the latest comps and sales in that area right so start a little like facebook business page for your farm and cons consistently update it with content and then what will happen over time as you get to be an expert in that area, people will just naturally see the signs. They'll naturally hear your name, and then I'll, and they'll get your postcards. And it takes a little while, right? Yeah. And you have to invest in it. So the whole idea is that when you go in, you say, "I'm going to spend three grand on a on a on a geographic farm." And then when I get my first, say, I'm going to start with 250 names, right? Then when I when I get my first sale off of that geographic farm, I'm going to take three grand from the sale that I got and reinvest reinvest it back into 250 more names, and then do that up to a max of about a thousand. Okay, so but we'll get into that in the class in more detail. But it has to be um, geographic farming is the essence. The way they call it farming for a reason, right? Hunting and farming. It is a plant a seed and wait a long time for something to happen. Do not start geographic farming unless you are in for the long haul. And we're talking months and years. You don't normally get a call until you've sent out that sixth or seventh or eighth postcard. After, I've been yes. Yeah. Right. So you need to be smart about it. But do it, but you have to commit to that first probably two years for a farm. One popped, yeah, and that paid for your year plus, right? Um, so there's some digital ways to geographic farm and stuff like that now with hashtags and 
stuff like that as people are, are searching. Okay, so geographic farm. Normally that one doesn't come out. I have to like, you know, pull that out. Maureen, I'm putting you on the spot now. Tell us about your last deal and where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You met somebody at an open house who then introduced you to somebody else. Back to what Donna said, right? Right. The other thing about open houses, I got to tell you, is that when they see you out, um, people are going to notice. Are, are there lazy agents out there right now? Because we're all smiling. Yeah. Um, true. Well, I know they've 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 built their their brand somehow. But let me tell you, I could. Um, there was one of the best clients I had when I was still selling was someone that I met because they saw me hustling on a deal in their small three flat building. And they just saw me every Sunday, you know, like out there, you know, doing this is in nine or 10. And they they said, you know, hey, we, we saw that you actually showed up for all the showings that you were there on Sunday, really trying hard to sell this unit. Um, and uh, would you come up and look at ours? And I said, of course, they were actually realistic on pricing, um, sold it pretty quick, helped them buy a house in Woodridge. He was a financial planner with Chase Private Client and then referred me uh, $5 million worth of business within the next 18 months because I was at where? They saw me at open houses. So are open houses going to pay you back in a way that is that person that walks up to you and says, hey, can you be my agent? Is that going to happen? Probably not. It's happened. It'll happen every once in a while. But normally where you have some success working, being out there on Sundays or a Saturday is the kind of the fringe opportunities. Has anybody ever walked into an open house looking for an agent to sell their property? So point of sale marketing, right? with your open houses is really super important. I'm going to be doing a class on open houses. Um, so you guys can, you know, look out for that one as well. I just posted on from the desk of Jim Miller, my open house video from two years ago, something like that. So that's there. If you guys want to get that one hour, uh, uh, little class on, on open houses. Um, let's see, Donna, have we gone to you yet? Yes, we did. We went to you. Amanda, your last deal. Yeah. 
<laughs> so your husband's coworkers yeah. are coming to you. Yeah. So just, yeah, that's where, yeah, for those of you that are newer to the business um, or have been in the business a long time, um, you have to get out. You have to get out. And, 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 and I know for, at times, it's just like uh, a lot of us love to be homebodies, but there's so much good stuff that happens when you, when you get out and you, you go to events, right? Um, and uh, back to, to social media. The similar, similar correlation I make there is that social media, Facebook and Instagram primarily, are your um, digital cocktail parties, okay? And if you are not there in that world of that digital cocktail party, I will guarantee you your competition will be. Yes or yes? Okay. So um, you have to take that very seriously. And then in the, in the actual world that we live in, if you're not showing up occasionally, not saying it's an every night thing, but you've got to go to the events that you're invited to and put on your best face and not go, like I said, you, you don't want to be in people's face and selling. But if they ask you what you do, be prepared to answer that question, right, with an elevator speech. And it's not, oh, I'm just a real estate agent with Jameson Sotheby's. Your, 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 your elevator speech needs to be very much based in how you add value. You know, I'm Jim Miller with Jameson Sotheby's, and I help families that are moving in from out of state or locally find a place that's going to be, you know, uh, a special place for them. And that's really what I do. So you're, you're giving, that was just off the top of my head. You know what I mean? Have that elevator speech where, it's uh, you tell you tell them who you are when you get introduced and then a nice little two sentence phrase of how you add value to your clients and what sets you apart. Right. Are you with me? Yes, please. Right. Oh yeah, you gotta talk to Yeah. 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 Have you have you talked to Aaron yet? He 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 lives in Glenview and he's an expert in the area. Yes. But you went to them. Or they went to you. Yeah. Right. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of a uh, of another script that I probably should have talked about on Monday, but I'll give that to you in a minute. You whip the black, the hot sheet out of your little black bag. <laughs> Here, let me show you.
good. Isn't it fun to hear what other people do and not just me all the time? So I would say too that um, someone comes up to me and asks me, uh, you know, what's the, what's the line they ask? How's the market? Um, I want you guys to go on and, and uh, search on YouTube. Uh, Tom Ferry has a really good um, answer to that. And when you answer uh, the question, how's the market, um, your, immediate, your immediate answer should be, well, our markets are very hyper-local. So tell me a little bit about what you guys own and where you live and um, you know, get some more detail on that. Okay, when was it built? Yeah, whatever. Listen, what I'll do for you, I will just run a quick, when I get home tomorrow morning, um, uh, or when I get home uh, tomorrow morning, I will, I'll, I'll do a quick report for you and send it over. Sound good? So then not only are you answering the question, but you've, you've done the uh, like Sirhant follow-up approach, right? Which is you're adding value without really any strings attached. So um, now Donna and I had an interaction. Donna helped me find my home in Michigan. By the way, if you guys ever need to search in Michigan, uh, Donna helped me. But she just gave me some information on a house that closed right next to our home, and I immediately said, "Oh, right, like that changes that changed my value." So I'm going to go home after I know the new value of where I'm at, and I'm going to update my financial statement based on that new information that happened when this week. Game changer, right? So do you, yeah. So are we always going to give good news? No but it's at least honest and it is what it is. People want to know. And uh, so they can then down the road when they think about, listen, I'm going to sell or I'm, you know, I'm going to sell and buy or whatever it might be. Um, you're, they're going to remember Aaron and his information and the fact that the next morning, like he said he would, sent out, you know, a quick uh, market report, a quick, uh, you know, um, uh, CMA on, on their home with a lot of disclosure. I haven't seen your home, blah, 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 blah. But based on homes that are in this area, this size, you know, um, built in 2003 or, you know, 2018, here's what, here's what I'm seeing a range is. Do you want to give them the exact price? No. Give them a range. That might get them to have you come over and um, give more information. If they're wondering and thinking about real estate, is it possible they're thinking about selling? If they ask you that question. Always, Aaron? Maybe, yeah. So Aaron, if I if I had a buyer that would pay you, what's your move price? If I brought you a buyer for a million one, would you consider it? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like that could be the the next question, right? Like, you know, hey, how much? How many deals are getting sold off market right now? Yeah. 
Yeah. And you. And what do I? What What did you just get connected with when you just helped that guy out or woman now? What do you get? Two hundred and twenty people on average that they know. Hey, you know, I talked to Aaron Share um, at at the school event, right? And he gave me the best little rundown on the value of my home. It was great. Is that coffee? You know, is that water cooler type talk, right? You got a what? That honest feedback is what paid off for you. I'm going to hold you to my time. How am I doing on my flight? I got eight minutes. Okay, I got 11 minutes. Okay, Jennifer, what was your last deal? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Just creative, you know, just get creative. And and this is your, you know, marketing that is, um, it's got to be done in your own personality, right? Um, you keep coming back to, I think, I saw a lot of head shaking when Daniel was talking about, I don't want to, I don't want to come off salesy. Everybody right behind you was like, their, their heads were like this. Amanda was like, what? Yeah, it's like, I don't want to. I want to sell but I can guarantee you that if you're home on your couch hiding from people you're not gonna sell you're not gonna you're not gonna create revenue for your business okay I promise you that that's one thing I know um, Mary online leads yes can you yeah you're waiting for me to call you. You know what? Um, call you off of a sign or? Two of them I helped find the page as well. One of them is a two-dimensional. Um, but 
all over a million dollars for this. So um, we were, the other two were double. So like ten million dollars. So they're yeah. In the last three that I can think of. Yeah. Um, and very cool, very open people that you know, I, I you have you know you can just give enough because you're there. Yeah. Showing for your yeah. Client. Um, and they usually end up asking me if I would send out the door, you know, if I did this, this, Okay. So having listings, um, I would, here, here's, everybody needs to learn to market. Okay. We all have to become good marketers. And your best source of marketing is when you get a listing, spend extra money, upgrade your photography, upgrade your brochures, upgrade all of that. We have a really nice plan. Um, uh, but spend more money on your marketing of your listings, okay? As if you were doing a geographic farm or whatever, because when people see how you market your listings and you have more photos and you have, you know, high, you know, you have all of the, the, the signature photos, et cetera, is that something that will set you apart? Okay. Um, so when you do have those opportunities, go go to town. That is that is money well spent. All right. Drone videos. Yeah. 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 Yes. You got that video, right? Okay. Um, also, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on online leads. People have spent money on Zillow, et cetera. Um, and it, you, have to be, uh, it, you have to be able to live with that, you know, 2 to 3% conversion rate. Um, if you're really good, you might get 5 right? Here, now, here's what I would say is that you, there are opportunities out there to buy leads, but you've got you've to commit to um, – because it is, but when the when the calls come in or the leads come in, guess what? You got to stop everything and make the call. Because if you let that go two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, if it's a day, forget about it. You literally lit that money on fire. As I see head shaking. Yes. They're, yeah, they don't. They've already done that. They're like, whatever. Yeah. There's so, there's been some people that have had some success, right? Okay. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There has to be a process behind it. Of course. Well, they they're they're uh, making it intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, so it really, but you know what the, 
the beauty the beauty of what we're what we're talking about here is that I want you to pick three. Right? What I did today is I went through a a process that you guys should all and this is how I'm gonna wrap up, okay? You guys should all go through um if you can get to twenty five, do it. If you gotta go back two years, three years, four years, if you can't get to twenty five, this is when you still have to be researching based on the list that we gave today, what's gonna work for you, right? We've had a lot of very interesting things where people say this, you know, this is what really works for me, right? Um, structured networking, being out and going to, you know, events, open houses. This isn't going to be your top three rocks are not going to be the same as the person, person sitting next to you. But what you got to do is you got to do something, right? You have to do up to three. There might be one area that you are so good at that you need to put all of your time and effort into. And only that, right? So, but act, inaction will guarantee you one thing, a very, very bumpy ride in real estate brokerage. If you're just waiting for the phone to ring, okay? Now, if I go back to this model here, if you get my process set up where you create the momentum, where you've got enough business coming in the top, coming in the during, and you're getting referrals this way here, and then they have a you have a after you know um, database and relationship management process set up so that those people come back to you. Your past clients are 18 times more profitable to work with than somebody that um, has uh, that you're trying to go out and find the business originally. Okay, so the goal being. We're looking at about a three to five year process. Get to 100 people. How are you gonna to get to 100 if you don't go out and lead generate? It's not gonna happen, right? You as a bro real estate broker have to get into the habit of building this so when you're newer you're going to spend 90% of your time up here okay at the five-year mark you're going to spend 90% of your time in the after is there anybody here that feels like they're in a drought or they're they're needing a little bit of like they've not quite hit their their uh, momentum or they have really you know uh, up and down momentum throughout the year most of us right the way to uh, the way to solve that is get into action here, right? And try to get as many people into the during where you can get more referrals, like Maureen did with her with her client that gave her that referral. And then the true, you know, elite producers understand that this is the best business. You cannot let them go. You guys realize how hard it is to get new business. So please, please, please do not let them go after they're your client, okay? For some reason, it gets down into the DNA of salespeople. And I just said that word. If you're a salesperson, you're one night standing. If you're a relationship-based long-term thinker, you're really putting a lot of time and effort in here. I don't care if you've only got, you know, 10 people. Make those 10 people count. That's good for two to three referrals a year. If you're really taking care of the 10, okay? 
Um, was this helpful today? Is this, okay, good. So look for the calendar, look for the, um, the schedule for next week. It'll be somewhat some, on some topic based on lead generation. I'll get really specific on um, one of those topics, okay? Thank you, team. I'll stick around for a Q&A here in about 10 minutes. We'll get started. And uh, I appreciate you guys all showing up. Thanks.